It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. The home of all things Super all League. Things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. Everyone right to go? You're right. Uh, thanks for joining us. We have talked about this for a long time. What I'm about to announce is all based on public health advice. I am uh, stage four. Dick. Yeah. Take a look out of starboard. Oh my God, it looks like a huge... Pecker! Oh, where? Wait, that's not a wood pecker. It looks like someone's... Private! We have reports of an unidentified flying object. It is a long, smooth shaft, complete with two balls. What is that? That looks just like an enormous... Wang, pay attention. I was distracted by that enormous flying... Willie. Yeah. What's that? Well, it looks like a giant... Johnson. Good afternoon, Super Leaguers. It's your host, Tristan Blacker, and joined again by President of Basketball Operations and Reapers GM, Dale Taylor. And we're here to talk everything basketball in the Super League. Dale, how are you? Hello, Tristan. Mate, uh, it's, it's it's good to be on here, mate. We've uh, we've had an interesting week, haven't we? Yeah, a bit of a, a disappointing week. Um, we we, uh, we started quite strong with a couple of couple of nights of Super League, and then from there it kind of progressively got worse, mate. And we uh, us Victorians find ourselves in lockdown yet again. Yeah, mate. Uh, not really looking forward to to starting the whole uh, journey back to form all over again. Um, I, I sort of hadn't really made great strides as it was, <laughs> and now I've got to start from zero again. Yeah, well, look, mate. Hopefully, um, hopefully it's not for that long. Um, obviously, the the initial word was was five days in lockdown. There's a few little rumours going around that it could extend past that, which means Super League might be out for for two weeks. But I guess we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, obviously, you know, today being Monday, we're definitely not on tonight nor tomorrow night. So we uh, we anticipate that we will be back next week, but. Again, we will just have to wait for Dan Andrews and his press conference to find out what happens from there. Um, for all you guys that are kind of, you know, wanting to know what we're going to do, we're just going to continue to play. So we're not going to cut out rounds. We're not going to make it shorter. We're, we're going to continue to play. So if that means we're, we're missing a week or we're missing two weeks, well, then so be it. We'll just get back into it as, as soon as we can. Yeah. Mate, uh, I'll be crossing my fingers with every day that passes for uh, for a positive result next week. Because uh, yeah, I'm I'm keen to get back out. Yeah, well, I think you know, I think I think probably the most disappointing thing is we thought we'd put it all behind us, you know. So now that it's kind of you know reared its head again, um, I know there's probably a lot of people out there with a lot of different views, but you know, for us, it's you know, from even just you know running a business, it's it's pretty crappy. Um, it's it hasn't been good for us, and I know it hasn't been good for for a lot of other businesses out there. So um, we do know what it's like, but as as soon as we can, we'll uh, we'll open the doors and, and get it running uh, running again. Yeah, mate. Well, uh, in the meantime, we do have some action to cover, Tristan. 
We do, we do. Uh, it started uh, back on last Monday, so Monday the uh, 8th of Feb. Uh, we started with a uh, 6.40 time slot. It was the Philly Island Penguins 52 taking down the Kuirup Koalas 31 and, and the, the Penguins did it quite easily. Yeah, mate, they they looked like they uh, they were in control for, for the whole game, really. Um, and to take down... You know, a pretty highly regarded team in the in the koalas by 20 points is a is a pretty big achievement. Yeah, that's right. The um, the koalas seem to have hit a bit of a speed hump. I think losing two in a row now, um, which is which is a bit of a surprise. I know I was pretty vocal on them early, in you know, thinking that they were going to go all the way and, and go undefeated. But um, I still maintain the fact that they're going to be around um, towards the end of the, the finals campaign. Um, it is what it is, but um, the the Philly Island Penguins, led by uh, GM Brad Starkey, Starkey with an E, uh, has been playing some very good basketball. Yeah, mate, he's uh, he's put together a couple of really good games, uh, and and last Monday was was no exception. He had uh, he had fourteen rebounds, uh, a couple of blocks in there as well, and seventeen points. Yeah, well, he, he really backed up his, his player of the week from the week previous, um, and he will we'll, he'll feature again uh, later on in the night, uh, filling in for the Crocs, and he put up some pretty good numbers for them as well. So, uh, Starkey's in fine formers at the moment, and, and so is the the Penguins. Who else played well, mate? Looks like Josh Drury had a, a near triple double: nine points, uh, seven assists, eight rebounds. Yeah, he did really well, and um, he, he was phenomenal as he is every week. Gav McMaster uh, in his first uh, run with the Penguins was was really good as well. Um, he's he's going to be a great um, addition to that side. Uh, Shane, uh, Pete, Davey, they all they all contributed really well and, and played some really good basketball. Um, Adam Edgecombe was a little bit quieter this week, but um, you know you know what you're going to get from him. It's just those one percenters and you know great defense and, and crashing boards. And what, what happened on the Koala side, mate? It doesn't look like anyone scored in double figures. Bit of a quiet night for all those guys. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what it was. I mean, outside of um, Mason Lee, who I thought was was, was pretty good, um, the rest of them were, yeah, relatively quiet. Uh, Bridge, Umbu, um, you know, Clarky, all of them. Mitch Gray, they were all just, um, just really quiet. So... It's, I wouldn't say it's panic stations, but they, they need to eradicate that out of their game. You know, they've got a really good list. Uh, and they brought in um, Alex McMillan, who's a, who's a solid player. So, and there was a few comments before the game saying, seeing Alex in a Koala's uniform that these guys were, were going to absolutely destroy. Uh, it wasn't the case. Shooting the ball at 23% is probably not going to win you any games. I think there's that's the kicker. Uh, both teams put up 51 shots. So, and to go down by 20, that kind of just shows you uh, where they went wrong yeah yeah chalk it up to a to a bad night but that's their second loss in a row they'll be looking to bounce back next week uh, against well providing there is games next week against the the Foxes yeah that'll be, uh, no, that'll the be Foxes? Really tight no we've got the crossover round next week actually uh, and that'll, that'll be against the Bayside Reapers oh there you go there you do go interesting yeah. Yeah, look, um, uh, 7.30 time slot, saw the Berwick Sharks at 56, uh, taking down the Beaconsfield Mustangs at 35. There were some pretty pretty big trades here. 
Um, the Sharks moved on Aaron Olchek and Jackson Gray, sent them over to the Mustangs. Uh, I think it was a three-way deal there, which saw the, the um, Sharks get Casey Wazilko. And uh, Lee and Casey Wazilko did really well. They uh, they combined for 30 and 30, Lee having 10 and 10 and Casey having 20 and 20. Um, but it was the, it was all with the Sharks. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty one-sided and, and we sort of didn't really see this coming. We knew that, uh, we knew that the Sharks were, were going to be good, but... I actually thought the the trade on paper looked really good for the Mustangs as well. We're bringing in you know a couple of guys who were solid on the rebounds in in Jacko and uh, and and Aaron. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Um, and, and not to mention they they picked up um, James as well from the Penguins. So it was James Armstrong that is. So it's um, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise for me. I really thought that the, it would be a, a much closer contest. But in saying that, um, it was it was the bench players that come off uh, come off the bench uh, for the Sharks that just put up really good numbers, um, you know, and, and that's where you that's where you definitely win games. So, you know, the Sharks had I was I wasn't playing, but the the other other guys that come off the bench, so you had a full seven guys really contributing on the defensive defensive end and the offensive end, uh, and it, and it made all the difference. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they coasted to victory, mate. So it was a a pretty easy one for them, and and the Sharks are, are now starting to look pretty good, mate. Your Sharks, they've they've won four in a row. Yeah, uh, well, I don't I don't want to sound like a broken record when we get on these things and we kind of dissect teams because you know there's there's a lot more uh, different elements that come into the game, but perfect example is just shooting efficiency. So for for the entire game, the Sharks shot the ball at forty percent, and they had five less shots than the Mustangs. Mustangs had five more shots and shot the ball at twenty-five percent. So, you know, when you when you're shooting the ball poorly, um, it doesn't help you out to, to getting the win at the end of the game. Yeah. Yep. Well, that uh, yeah, bit of a disappointing result for the Mustangs. They'll look to bounce back uh, next week, obviously. But um, moving on to the next one, Tristan, we've got uh, the Emerald Bears giving the Foxes an absolute pumping forty-seven to seventy-one. Yeah, there was there was two uh, two things here that really stood out for me. Was one, um, Leon Stapley did not play. Uh, he was he had a work commitment, so he he wasn't there. And you know, just you know, outside of his ability to play the game, just his his leadership on court was was really missing. Uh, so that was that was the first thing. The other one is um, was Cam. He just absolutely dominated from the get go. He finished with. Uh, a shooting efficiency of 66.7%. It was actually up until the last couple of minutes. It was up around 78% shooting efficiency. Finished with 33 points and 7 from 11 from the three-point line. That's berserk. Just just turned back the clock uh, and played really well. And then obviously you got James Till that, that finished with 17 and 14 or something crazy like that. So, um, yeah, just they just... Did it really well. Did it really easy and um, got the win. How did that Matt Jushi Saunders play, mate? Uh, I don't think he was there, was he? Oh, no, he was there. Yeah, no, disgusting. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favourite things to do on this podcast, mate. <laughs> Just rip Joshy. <laughs> no, in all, in all seriousness, he didn't have to do anything. You know, you had, you had the likes of Kem just running around like a madman. 
Um, you know, Josh, I mean, Josh, he was two of seven. That's that's disgusting um, in comparison to the way he has been shooting in, in previous weeks. But, you know, he was, he was good on the defensive end and uh, he moved the ball and, and ran the floor really well, but um, just didn't get buckets. Yeah. Yeah. For the uh, for the Foxes, he had a, had a couple of guys in double figures in Jack Morris Burney. He had 13 and four rebounds and... Uh, Jordan Hendricks, fourteen points, nine rebounds, uh, just doing doing Jordan Hendricks things. Yeah, and Flanners, um, Flanners, although he shot pretty poorly, I think he had something like you know eight assists, nine rebounds, uh, four points. You know that that could have easily have been a, a lot higher. So, um, yeah, a, another another team that's been playing some really good basketball, just falling by the wayside uh, this round. Yep. So for the last game of the night, we had uh, we had a Starkey special. Uh, yep. Cranbourne Bucks getting up in a thriller, uh, sixty-four to sixty-three over the Cadinia Crocs. Yeah, look, it was it was a close one, but it was just uh, just a bunch of blokes getting out there and having a bit of a shoot around. It wasn't it wasn't too, anything too exciting. Uh, Starkey put up some big numbers for the Crocs. Um, Scotty Elliott was really good for the Crocs. Um, Spezza. Um, Played a really good game for the Bucks. So did Craig Drew, uh, Morseman. Uh, he did a little, little bit. Joshy Lanting. All these guys. They're all just out there to have a bit of fun and have a bit of a laugh, and and kept it pretty close until until the very end. You know what though? I was I was pretty tired uh, by that last game, and I think I can't remember how it exactly went down, but Stowey hit um, hit some clutch threes uh, to to send it to a draw with uh, a couple of minutes to go or a couple of seconds to go I think it was about 20 seconds and and Drewy hit a foul shot so I was pretty happy that it didn't go into overtime <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's good and, and our man Starkey had 29 points I think if I remember correctly yep just absolutely dominated wow it's one of the uh, that's that's the best fill-in we've seen since uh, since Greg Wise <laughs> yeah, for that was for the kittens, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tristan, I believe we have a uh, an award to hand out from the Drake Hotel. Yeah, we do. Uh, Drake Hotel, the old railway hotel down um, down the main street of Pakenham. Uh, they've come on board as a, as a sponsor for the Pot and Palmer, organised by our man Ian Mortimer, uh, an absolutely cracking establishment. So. If you haven't been down there for a little while, they, they renovated, I think, the start of last year, and, and it's absolutely fantastic. Go down for a, for a beer, a bit of live music, even a, a sit-down meal. Um, they've got it all happening down there. But um, like I said, they, uh, they've uh, allowed us to, to give away uh, an award, uh, which Ian Mortimer has chosen again. And for the Monday night competition, it goes to the Sharks' Daniel Lewis. So Dan's got the, the Pot and Palmer Award for this week. There's a, that's a, that's a good story. He's he's actually a, a really nice bloke. I've had the, the chance to speak to him a couple of times now, and uh, yeah, a bit of a legend. Yeah, he's a he's a cracking dude, and um, had, had a phenomenal game on Monday night, and really really important part of that uh, that Sharks team. And I'm pretty happy that um, that Lee's picked him because, like you said, he's a, he's a fantastic bloke, and um, his basketball game's seriously improving. So it's good to have him on board. Yeah, absolutely. Tristan, let's take a moment to hear from one of our sponsors. That's right, Dale. And today we're going to be speaking about Lonsdale Street Auto Electrics run by our main man, 
Marty Sanchez, the 106-year-old, uh, owns the business and he's been doing an absolutely phenomenal job uh, from, from all elements of auto electrics, um, trucks, uh, buses, cars, the whole lot, whatever you need done, go and get it done. Uh, whether you just need a bit of a service, something looked at, if you need an interlock put on your car, uh, doesn't matter, Marty does it. He's um, he's a phenomenal dude and, and they, he's got a great team down there. So. You can visit him at www.gps4trucks.com.au or give him a buzz and, and he'll definitely help you out. Thank you for that, Tristan. Now, moving into our Tuesday night games, mate, we had a bit of a blowout uh, in our first game. It was the Coraline Camels with their with their new look team taking yep. on the Belgrave Mumbers who were without Jeff Reed. Yep. And it didn't end up pretty. It was 59 to 30. Uh, Camel's given an absolute spanking. Was it uh, was it close at all, Dale, or was it pretty much uh, one-sided from the get-go? Well, it was close uh, at about the 1959 mark. <laughs> In the first? <laughs> yeah, so it sort of got out of control. Um, no, it was, it was close for maybe the first 10 minutes or so, and uh, yeah, things just sort of started slipping away pretty quickly. The the, the Mumbers, obviously, uh, without the scoring punch of Jeff Reed, really struggled to to hit shots. Um, yeah. You know, you had Link Scott put up 14 points, which was a a good effort from him. But um, they you could see that they really struggled uh, without without their main man. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. That's it. I mean, and it looks like they. Um... They showed no respect to Summit either because he's he's put up some some big numbers. He's hit 18 points and and shot the ball at nearly 60. percent That's uh, that's his best game so far in Super in Super League, and um, yeah, it was good to see him sort of get out and and do a number of uh, things really well on Tuesday uh, with this new look side. And they had uh, they had Mitch Ryle uh, coming yep. obviously and, and yes. Serge Serge. Uh, and they, you know, they both played pretty well. Uh, Mitch Ryle ended up with a knee injury, which was, uh, which is no good. Um, and he's going to be out for some time. So we're actually uh, in the process of replacing him as we speak, Tristan. Uh, so yeah, when you rock do. up to the next game, we will have another player in his shoes. There's a there's a, a guy that's coming back to Super League. He hasn't played for a little while. I won't say who it is just yet, but um, I think it's a perfect fit for Mitchie and. Um, It'll be good to have him back around. Yeah, for sure. For uh, for the Camels, uh, Jay Burgess having a good game with uh, yeah, he with did. 10 and eight. He had, he had a double double almost. Um, outside of that, no one really lighting the the scoreboard up. Uh, Jake Connor eight points, thirteen rebounds. Good effort from him. Um, but yeah, it's sort of. I mean, it's it's hard to tell um, against this this Mumbers team without Jeff, but. Um, the camel's sort of looking a bit more rejuvenated and um, and ready to go make a last push for the finals. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Moving on to the next game, Tristan. Uh, what an absolute thriller this one was, Dale. <laughs> well, it was uh, it was the Mary Knoll Matadors forty four uh, going down to our Bayside Reapers forty six, and it it was it was not really a thriller. Uh, until the second half, we were up sort of. We had a twenty-point lead at one point, and we were yep. really sort of coasting. And as we always seem to do, we just rest on our laurels and sort of took it a bit too cash in the second half. And they really turned the tempo up and and started turning us over and and forcing us into bad shots. And uh, it ended up being a really close game. 
Yeah, and um, obviously the the Matadors were um, were missing their GM Liam Blacker. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys had a had a full outfit on on the Tuesday night. But what a crazy we game! We were, oh, sorry, we were missing uh, we were missing Broderick. Um, so oh, Blood Green. Yeah, he was working, so he uh, he he followed the the live stream, and he was sending us uh, messages in the group chat the whole time. So I don't know how hard he was working, but he was definitely at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was quite interesting speaking to Liam the next day because obviously he wasn't there, and I think he was following the stats as well. But um, yeah, he didn't think that um, you would have put up the numbers you did if if he was there. That's just what he said. But whether that's true or not, I'm not too sure. <laughs> Well, but, um, look, mate, I, there wasn't really much numbers to discuss, but uh, <laughs> look, it, but, was, uh, it was a good team effort from our boys and, and the same same sort of thing I say week in, week out with this team, so that we have a, a pretty well-rounded uh, squad when it comes to scoring and yeah. distributing the basketball and, and yeah, it was, it was a really good, uh, it was good to come away with a win, I guess. Yeah, look, I think for me personally, uh, obviously I don't get down a lot on the Tuesday. Um, always kind of laying in bed and, and following the stats. That's my night off. But these are the two teams for me uh, that will come out of the uh, the East competition on a, on a Tuesday night. I think one of these two will will definitely be playing off in the grand final, in my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so towards towards the end of this game, Tim, Timmy Morgan really really turned the dial up on us. Uh, defensive pressure, um, you know, making shots. He did he did sort of everything. He finished yep. with eleven points, five rebounds, uh, a handful of assists as well. Uh, Michael Stewart really hard to stop inside. Um, we we sort of didn't really have anyone to check him height wise, and uh, you know he sort of got away from us a little bit. But um, for the most part, pretty reasonable job. And uh, big thanks, big shout-out to Westy with a massive three at the end to put us up by two points and, and seal the game. Did he bring some of his uh, Thursday night attributes to the Tuesday night, did he? Well, just just for a moment. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was, a, it was a big-time shot. And then, uh, and then Ryland Dunn followed it up with a big block on the other end. So it was... Um, yep. it, was yeah, it was it was a good game to, to be a part of and... and uh, we were just lucky to come away with it. Very good. Very good. Uh, the the next game, Dale, which is at uh, 8.20, it was a packy up of Unicorns 60, uh, taking down the Dandy Ducks 53. How did you see this one? Because there's, um, there's some pretty uh, full-on players in both teams. So I'm assuming it would have been uh, a pretty tight contest for most of it. Yeah, so I, I actually uh, I didn't get to see all of this game. Um, I was out dealing with some car trouble, would you believe? Um, oh, but heavens! But the the packy upper unicorns, um, really solid effort from those guys, and you know they're they're looking rejuvenated. They've got Elton Bland back in. Um, yep. They've they've made a trade to. Uh, uh, they distributed uh, Trav Stewart and yep. got back. Um, Justin got, Temby. Justin they got Temby. Temby. Yep. Uh, so they've brought Temby in, um, and and it's it's worked for them, mate. They've taken down one of the best teams uh, in this conference yep. in the Ducks, and um, you know the Ducks the Ducks played a good game. Um, it was just the Unicorns. You know you couldn't stop Mahalo Coolis with twenty six points and eleven rebounds. Pretty solid yep. effort. 
Um, Jay Morgan, the the better Morgan. Yeah, I think you uh, <laughs> you you like to say he nice, uh, he finished with nice a massive Morgan. game. Yeah, he had a he had a ripping game with some really big shots in there as well, and um, you know the standard sort of stuff from from Beggy. You know, nice nice few uh, little runners and stuff from him. Yeah. Yeah, um, Grimo, I thought played pretty well as well. He had uh, seven points, four four boards. What about that big, beautiful man, Corey Brumby? Uh, smiles. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he was he was quiet, but you know, um, he's he got fouled out, which is um, yeah, it's not like Corey. <laughs> no real surprise. But what was a surprise was uh, was Trav Blackney. He uh, he only had six points, uh, six boards, which is. Relatively quiet for that man because he uh, he's been deadly. Yep. And uh, he, did, I don't know if you know this, but he's actually the reigning MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. I didn't. I didn't know that. There you go. That's uh, that's quite interesting. So ask him. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> uh, so for the for the unicorns, Joey Nativo getting in double figures, twelve points, five boards. Elton Bland, um, I, I mentioned earlier, a, a big injection to this team. Uh, with 13 points, four boards, uh, and and he just looked really good. He had one awesome tip in at the very end there. Um, I was so, so surprised to see that thing go in, but uh, good to see him back out there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, is it? Do you think it's too late for these these unicorns? I've been I've been saying, hey boys, these guys are going to make the finals, but um, we're not Whoa. too sure, we're not too sure if they can make there's, it or not. There's still four games to go, so I mean. Maybe you know, like if you look at it, if you look at it now, you guys are you guys are on top with six wins. Uh, Matadors are second with five, uh, and they're on two. So you know, and then you look at everything in between. There's mathematically they can they can still make it if they can string some games together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, they sort of they will be relying on uh, on the basketball gods uh, sort of leaning in their favour. Tristan, the last game of the night, and it was a good one. Uh, we had the, the Harkaway Toucans taking down the Hampton Park Blazers, 39-35. to 35. This would have been a good one because there's a lot of these boys on both teams that know each other very well, and um, I'm sure it, uh, it, would have been, uh, it would have been all the way down to the wire. Yeah, and and what a pretty decent achievement I think for the Toucans, uh, getting just their second win of the season, but um, in in tremendous fashion against a good team like the Blazers. Was there any standouts for the uh, for the Toucans, uh, or was it like a team effort, or do you, was there someone that kind of stood out in particular? Well, Ryan Sinclair, uh, he had uh, thirteen points. Um, yeah. So he probably did most of the damage, but uh, Tommy Walsh backed up his massive night with a with a modest one, eight points, yeah. five boards. But uh, yeah, was, I mean, a pretty pretty well even spread from those guys. Um, and the Hampton Park Blazers just struggled, mate. Yeah, why is that? Because it's a, it's a pretty good outfit that team. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, I, I wouldn't put them. I, I'd put I put them in the finals uh, from the start of the season, and they're they're thereabouts, but. Um, these are the types of games you probably need to close out. Yeah, uh, they're a team that I had penned in for uh, for the finals, um, and you know they've just they've just brought in Corey Nagel, uh, probably one of the league's best scorers, and yep. uh, and also uh, brought in Scotty McQuillan. So um, 
it, maybe it's just them finding their feet but um yeah sort of uh, a bit of a bit of a shock loss and that's five losses in a row for the blazers wow wow so where they, i, didn't, I where actually they didn't know that off. it was that many yeah right yeah so they they started off with a couple of wins and everyone was you know uh, singing their praises but it's sort of it's gone south uh, ever since but um hopefully they can turn it around yeah for sure for sure well, that brings us to uh, to the end of the game coverage. Tristan, is there anything else you need to cover? Uh, yes, we got one more uh, Drake Hotel voucher to give away uh, for the Pot and Palmer, and that goes to Jake Connor. The Birdman. The Birdman. The Birdman has a bird feed snack. <laughs> Poultry man. <laughs> poultry meal for a poultry man. <laughs> I think I had a stroke. <laughs> well, congratulations, mate. Well deserved. Um, you know, I think we mentioned earlier eight points, thirteen rebounds or something from him. Decent effort. And, yeah, um, had, a, had a cracking game. Cracking game. And a, a lovely, lovely man to talk to, also. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, mate, if uh, if that is all, uh, I'd, I'd like to wrap this podcast up and get out of here so I can go lay back down on the couch. <laughs> a bit dusty, Dale. So I have a sore head. <laughs> <laughs> no good. Yes, well, I need to go because I'm going to watch the Portland Trailblazers absolutely pump your uh, Mavericks. So no spoilers. let's call it a day. No spoilers. Don't message me. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right. Until next week, guys. Thank you. All the best. <laughs>